Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No you are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Will Mavity's interview with the editor for Flea. Janusz Bileskov Johnson. Oh, it will be up. So, this will be some joke on you now. Yeah. I'll try to take that and dip in. What do you think about Jim for that? Jim? I know it's my trick. Kabul, the attack of the Mujahideen, repris. Det tager tid at ståle på folk. Det går rundt. Og tænk tilbage. Så det er min fortid, og det jeg kan ikke flygte fra det, og jeg har heller ikke lyst. Jeg kan mærke, at der skal ske noget. So you are um kind of the king of the Danish editing scene because you edited for Thomas Venterberg most recently another round, correct? You also have done Nicholas Winding Refn and uh Billy August and Pele the Conqueror and other films. And um so you've been around for a long time in the, the Danish scene, even before this. Tell me a little bit about how you kind of ended up working with everybody and in turn how you ended up on flea the day after tomorrow i'm turning 70 and birthday. Uh, i started birthday. thank you and i started out in the the age of 18 i ended up in the editing room just by fate and uh, i ended in the editing room next to one of uh, a very young great fantastic editor that uh, took care of me for the next couple of years Unfortunately, he died very young in the age of 40, 10 years later, but that was uh, actually my start. And if we're talking about what Danish film is and why you know it has become quite successful, he is a great part of this. His name is Christian Hardcock. You will never know him and don't never need to mention his name, but... What was uh, the change there in the 70s and throughout the 70s? Because before that, the editing room has really been a closed place. Everybody will just close the door. Oh, you cannot see anything. Oh, stay away. You can see it in the opening night and things like that. And then, you know, 
when you show it in the opening night. It's too late if there's anything that could be much edited and much better, you know, that you can have. So what Christian there and what we was taught was that open up the editing room, come and watch, look into it, see, tell me what you think, you know, why we are still in the process of working and trust people coming into, you know, and uh, suddenly, slowly over the 70s, we opened up the editing room and had other part of people coming in, people that we trusted and uh, making screenings and uh, just to know screenings, just to know whether we were on the right track. Is that really getting our point across to the audience? And when we started in the film school and teaches the film school, I, I never went to film school, but we started mm-hmm. it in the uh, late 70s and into the 80s. And um, my tutor, he died, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And I and another time took over uh, the uh, teaching at the film school, especially the editors, but also uh, the directors. It was was very important to say, use each other. Don't ever, you know, close you into yourself or, but, and and, and building, open it up, use each other. And that has been a, 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 fantastic thing and uh, has actually changed Danish film and made it what it is today. If you go abroad to uh, to other countries in Scandinavia, the film industry can be a very close as well. So when we go there as consultants, they experience something completely new. And so um, from there, and I, I started out. So I started out you know, studying ed- editing feature films in a very young age because uh, there was a lot of things happening there. And when um, all the good editors was taken, you know, <laughs> they went further down and down. And then in the very end, you know, we young people got the, got the chance and sitting there and editing a film, you know, sweating and really having very bad conscience because we thought, oh my goodness, it's, 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 it's a pity for this film that it's I was editing it. It was <laughs> much better for the film is for somebody else. Of the good editors, but uh, it's my film. It's mine. You know, I have to prove what I can do. So that was a starting point. And then we are into the eighties. I met Billy in the ninth, in the seventies, and so that's forty-two years ago or something like that. And uh, we have done films ever since, and still today. And over those period of time, I've met a tremendous amount of different. Uh, Editors, a lot of the uh, films that we have been editing, you said, you know, Thomas Winterberg. And, uh, uh, but I work very closely with uh, a, uh, a younger, a little younger other editor that over the last 20 years, we have developed a specific uh, way of uh, relying on each other, which is different from other editors that I have worked with and, and do work with. But this is, uh, you know, what is it you say? It's called uh, uh, partner in crime. <laughs> yes, really, and that's what we do. You know, with the Thomas Winterberg film, and she is also coming in. Her name is Anna Husto, and you mentioned uh, Young or oh, yeah, uh, Nicholas Winterkreifen. Mm-hmm. She is actually the one who is editing these uh, three pusher film with him. But I come in. I came in. Yeah. Uh, late in the process and help it uh, helping out there. That was the way that she was coming in there, helping out. Then I was coming in 
she was coming in on my film in the end. And finally, over the years, we figured out, you know, that it was something that we could do uh, on, on uh, do together. Yeah. And that's fantastic. That was really, that, that needs came because for the first 25 years, I worked on a, on a flat fence, really editing film, film. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and there, there you had, Different you know, uh, it was completely different, but that was the way that you did. I mean, there was no discussions about whether it was good or bad. That was the way in order to edit film. So that was the instrument, so to speak. But you needed assistance there, one or two assistants who were actually physically next to you and actually taking part of the discussions with you and with, with, with me and my director. And that. And then when we went into digital, it suddenly became very lonely. Yeah. It, I, mean, I could get in in the morning, push the button, and nobody needs there. Maybe the director will come in later. So the need of working together is also a question of, I don't want to be alone. Yeah. All day. I feel that. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, you know I I was in film school back in the day, and we used to call it the uh, the editing suite psychosis because you'd go down there, and you'd uh, when the sun was out, and you'd come up, and the sun was down, and you hadn't seen anyone all day, and time has no meaning. So if you don't have people there, I get that. Exactly, exactly. And some people, you know, find it uh, a kind of way of meditate, med- meditate. Mm. It's meditation, but uh, and, and some others, you know, come in in the editing room, you know, they can sit down for, aren't you doing something or what? Tell the story, what, what's happening? <laughs> really? And then they are out again. And having, having a photographer coming in is totally uh, insane most so of the time. How did you end up on, uh, on Flea specifically? I mean, you, I guess you kind of cornered the market or at least close to it on, on Danish cinema editing, but how did Flea end up in your lap? I was. This approach from Jonas, the director, mm-hmm. when he was still a student. Okay. And he was you know, asking me if I could you know, give him some uh, advice, editing the stu- the, uh, his piece there, uh, final piece in the film school. You know, there's a, another film school in Denmark. It's not national mm-hmm. film school in Denmark, but another one which is called Super, Super 16. Okay. Super 16, which is a more independent one, which was actually created by uh, a good part of young people who was trying to enter the Danish film school, but was rejected. So they just made them all their own. And that has actually grown and been a very, for, I think for the last maybe 20 years or something. Wow. It's really something. Yeah. Uh, and and um, they get some money and for the rest, we, a lot of, of the people in the business come there and teach for free but he so he approached me on his last film at the film school that little super 16 Mm -hmm. uh, and started out doing documentary and i came in on uh, in the process in the editing room and uh, made uh, you know analysis of what they were doing and uh, giving feedback of the problems that they thought they have or problems that I might think that they had or a solution. That is a dialogue. I do that a lot for Danish films and uh, and uh, also abroad. I love that. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a fantastic you know, 
go in and, and, and see something completely fresh, which is, oh, it's not finished, but still just take it in and, uh, and reflect on it right away. That is a very interesting thing. You know, it's a, and then going back to the Danish film school, the way over the years in the 70s, what was actually taught there as well is this very complicated thing of giving critique. Mm-hmm. You have to be, it's, it's really, it's not easy to critique, which is actually possible for people to, to work. And also being in a, uh, to learn how to receive critique. Because critique is not necessarily something that goes against you, that you, Scott, you're doing terrible. You know? <laughs> no, that's not what we're dealing with. No, we are dealing with what can make it better to lift it up. What, that's everything that we are talking about. And, uh, well, the editing room, your call. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just pour myself a water. Sure. Um, so why, why are we ending up with Flea? Yeah, but that's so in, in the, he came forward with Flea while it was still in the in very, very early process. And mm-hmm. uh, some of the interviews has been done. Uh, he has been for a couple of years trying to actually made it as a conventional uh, documentary. Oh, really? following, uh, yeah, so I mean, some of the scenes that you see with uh, animated scenes that you see with the, his boyfriend, for instance, and and in the attic, uh, finding his uh, notebooks from when he arrived to Denmark, and where they are looking at houses and sitting there, that, that is actually built on uh, filmed footage, not just uh, not just words. Was he, well, I, so at one point, was he going to try and showcase this just as a live action documentary? Because I thought he didn't want to reveal Amin's face. As... So it developed over the years that, that, that it, it became more and more complicated, uh, both because that Amin, which of course is not his real name, mm-hmm. you know, had uh, complicated of participating in, but also telling the Afghan story and telling the actually fleeing the many different uh, situations there, it uh, would be, there would be a lot of things missing there. And then you could go in and add like uh, react, reenactment. And that was nothing that we really would do and, and try to you know, explain how was Kampul, you know, in the eighties. It was, it was sort of, so animation came in possibility. And also because of, uh, uh, protecting Amin's identity. Mm-hmm. So they had been in a, in a discussion about animation and that they have drawn up some small, uh, some of the characters, some of the uh, locations, which are bored on what it could look like. And then slowly they went into animatic, these very black and white, very, very simple, you know, head to look, you know, look straight, you look to the left, you look to the right, <laughs> eyes open, mouth open, it looks terrible. So while actually editing the film as a documentary, I still feel, you know, it's important to say that it is, a doc- to me at least, it is a documentary which is animated. Mm-hmm. It's not an animated documentary because it's actually the documentary that comes first. Right. On which the, uh, the animation comes as a layer on top of it and the way that it merged gave it a completely new dimension, you can say. Uh, so work with 
very simple sketches of uh, the individual scenes. Uh, Jess and Kenneth was working at the same time, giving us possibilities. We will make changes in that. We will make changes in the actually dialogue uh, or the voiceover. And slowly we also figured out you know, what we were missing of uh, the understanding of the development of the child into the ending of Denmark in the uh, so 15, 16. Mm-hmm. And also understanding of the grown-up, uh, I mean, because you could say that the film is actually on two different levels. It's the, the, the kid's story taking it into the flea and actually ending up that's five or six years that it's spent. But it's also the grown-up that starts talking about it and explaining it, who has a, a development of mm-hmm. actually being asked all these questions and what it does to him. So you can see there's two lines there that's ending up in uh, for, for the child or for um, the young admin. It ends up in a, uh, coming to the gay club you know, and, and actually being recognized by his uh, secret family mm-hmm. uh, and, and being accepted as, uh, as a hunting into this gay bar there that is just a fourth of life. And you can hear the, you can train in his voice, which is actually a, a, a fantastic moment where, you know, documentary and animation works fantastic and yeah. in an outrageous way because it is out, it's authentic because the voice is authentic and yeah. the way that he actually did is authentic and, and private. And then the animation actually giving fully life to it in a, in a fantastic way. And then we still have the grown-up story and his development you know, with his boyfriend, mm-hmm. rejecting the boyfriend, doesn't really uh, dare to go into a relationship because of what he had experienced in his whole uh, childhood and youth and teens. And um, that needs, and then comes the going to the New York, going to back again to Copenhagen and uh, actually meets his fiance, Kenneth. Kenneth? No, <laughs> his fiance. Casper, <laughs> <laughs> um, Casper. Uh, okay, yeah. Casper yeah. uh, in the airport. And, and that whole ending there, that was something that Jonas, the director, and his very best friend, needed you know, go, to go back and, and, and make new interviews and new discussions with them. We did that, and Jonas did that you know, many times during the editing process where we needed you know, more information, mm. deeper uh, emotional understanding of both the, the boy and man, but then also uh, the grown-up in the beginning of the 30s, I guess he was to that. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M 
Noom.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. So to be clear, your process was you got the audio and in some cases, actual footage, you edited it as kind of a track together in a story that made sense. Then it was animated over. And then I guess you edited that animation as well. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much what it is, because it's also a question of budget, Mm -hmm. uh, because we had to be the edit that came from me or the editing room uh, had to be so precise as, yeah. as not just as possible but so precise because mm-hmm. that was the amount of money that we had for the film so the budget was into different things it was the 2d fully color animated then it was um, archive material that was a little cheaper so that was a budget for that uh, and then yeah. there's the black and white uh, more scary uh, frightened uh, the unpleasant part of it and that was not as expensive to do as the fully animated mm-hmm. but more expensive than the archive so we had to know to deal with the budget at the same time and knowing that all of these things that needed to be animated no more than we actually needed yeah it's not so that you can over animate mm-hmm. uh, and then finally in the end you will take a whole scene out you know it's dollars and dollars and dollars and dollars that would be too too expensive. We didn't have that uh, in the budget. That was not not possible. So you're right. We had the um, dialogue or the interview or the confessions or what you might call it when he's lying on the couch and everything was built on that. Mm-hmm. From that was taking out stories that he told like uh, the way that um, he went up to the attic and found the uh, the book, and that was, no, that was that, sorry, forget about it, erase that. I mean, the boat scene, for instance, you know, through the wood and uh, traveling with the boat. It was uh, a lot of voiceover, but it was also actually acted out as mm. as a reactment, but in animation. Yeah. Uh, so there was a dialogue there. So what we did was in the beginning, we just worked with uh, 
uh, Jonas was saying all the individual <laughs> uh, characters there, and uh, I also put some of the voices in there. So it was, it looked, you know, terrible, but we had to imagine it. And slowly we got in the, the actual lines were in Russian, in, in, um, in Afghanistan. And, and that, that part of editing, like uh, half a year or seven months or something like that. And then they started fully animated. Then I was off the year, I guess. They just worked with it. Then you're right. Then we had, you know, just a couple of weeks where the final film was totally animated. And we have found all the archive material, those that we could get and had the possibility to pay for, those that we couldn't get and had to exchange it with something else. So we had the film there. How did you get some of that archival footage? Like when um, they get stopped and they get taken back to was it Albania or, um, you know, there, there's all this footage of the actual place that they were kind of, uh, they were stuck in before they got sent back. How did you find some of that footage? It's very interesting because uh, it was during the editing that we figured it out by other conversations with Amin that he actually was taking after after the boat, you know, they move their back and they are placed in this uh, horrible place where they have to live for half a year or something like that. And we start searching for, we knew the exact place. We start so, so, uh, looking for if there was any kind of... Uh, footage from there and actually there was some I think it was some Finnish television station that had been there and filmed been in and been so we went back you know and made new interview with with Amin about being there and actually showed him it and it was you know taking him it took him back and he actually pointed out you know this this is my my uh, my nephew and uh, so it's fantastic that it actually is the right place where he where he so was crazy. in the same period of time. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, we didn't know that when we could, and we didn't know that otherwise we probably had been in a situation where we had to animate some kind of a scene there, invent a scene. I mean, you do invent scenes. Yeah, don't tell people, but you do. <laughs> so, um, how much total? interview and uh audio footage did you have to edit down to this roughly hour and 45 minute film i can't tell i don't know <laughs> i don't know i mean it's it's uh we made so many extra interview with with uh, and, and conversation with uh i i didn't but i mean jonas went back to i mean and and uh, did additional where we had lined up uh, questions for him uh, it could both be, you know, concrete what happened actually there and there, and try to get into that. And uh, the way that Jonas was uh, interviewing him or, or having these conversations, uh, all it was still that he placed it on a, on, a, on a sofa, not exactly the same, but that's, mm -hmm. but placing them, you know, lying down because uh, the human voice changed radically if you are sitting on a, on a chair or if you're standing up or if you're lying down. So all of the all of the conversations that have is lying down. We went back. I. I, I don't know how many times, but um, I don't know. I, 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 I can't <laughs> Hundreds of hours, say. would you say? To work with. I, I wouldn't say, I don't know, at the most. Yeah. I think we're about to run out of time. So uh, before we go, um, 
any particularly fun memories from making this project? Is there, uh, or is there a particular Easter egg in there? Just like, uh, give me something that this project means to you, I guess. I don't know if it's personally, because when we were still working with the film, with this uh, uh, black and white uh, animatic on a, on a poor stage, and we had some screenings uh, for, for friends and uh, colleagues, and we had it for uh, some audience to figure out where it was, where we were and understanding, and people were moved. Mm-hmm. And I was actually crying. Mm. And that was really fantastic because it was just this black and white. It was not really nothing. And at that moment, I really got scared <laughs> because, of, okay, if people get this moved by black and white, where you don't really see that much, is what is going to happen when it's all fully animated? Will it take the spell out of it? Will it disappear? You know, and suddenly, so I really was anxious to what, what is actually going to, because, you know, when it's just black and white, it's, and, and nothing really, the audience could put in so much uh, uh, of their own thoughts and and um, reading their mind, you know, in, in a completely different way. But it didn't. And that was, that was fantastic. That was really, that was really something. And, uh, well, you know, editing is, you go into the editing room at eight o'clock in the morning and you Leave it at six, six thirty, and uh, you come again next morning, <laughs> and uh, that—that's how you do it. Yeah, um, it was very fun. I had very, very fun. And one thing that you know, now that I told you my age and things like, one thing that I, I like to say is that I have—I'm very, very grateful that I have the possibility, you know, to work with so many young directors. At the same time that I worked with Billy, who was actually older than yeah. me. But uh, I'm really thankful for having the possibility to work with young people. I think that the meeting there with, you know, the old stopping guy and uh, the crazy old people that that creates something that's uh, fantastic. You did create something fantastic. I mean, clearly uh, everything you brought working with uh, Jonas's younger vision created something magical and you're right people have responded so i wish you the best of luck this oscar season your editing was impeccable and uh, i can't imagine how hard it was to stitch together something so coherent out of this so thank you so much for taking the time to chat my pleasure my pleasure okay thanks so much thank you Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Will Mavity's interview with the editor for Flea, Janusz Baliskav Johnson here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Flea is currently playing in theaters from Neon and is contending for Best Documentary Feature, Best Animated Feature, and is the Danish entry for Best International Feature Film at this year's Academy Awards. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and we are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we shall see you all next time.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.